In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. You guys, we just got back into the room and Heather. Heather Gay was here and waved at me. I'm so fucking jealous. Can you stop talking about it? (laughs) You know, I used to work at a post-production company Mm -hmm. and Meryl Streep came in one day Mm -hmm. and I I wouldn't say she smiled at me, but she. Heather Gay waved at me like I was the queen of Sicily. (laughs) Betches Media presents. Diet starts tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hey guys, welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Emily. And I'm Remy. And today we're going to talk about some TikToks. That's your favorite thing. It is You're my favorite thing. You're always sending me TikToks. I must admit, TikTok is such a fun place, but it's so overstimulating it to me. It is. And there are lots of videos that are not right on TikTok. Like you can get bad medical advice. You can get bad therapy advice or whatever. But I, I did find a few TikToks that I thought related to our cause on this podcast. And I thought it would be fun to listen to them. I'm psyched. I I always love your TikTok. So let's do it. Thank you. Okay. This first one is, um, it's called my seven-year-old homework assignment. And it was a homework assignment for a seven-year-old. You don't, not eating much food isn't what makes you thin. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not really a fair thing to say. I don't like that they put this on your homework. Um, we're going to write it in because that's what your teacher wants you to do. But just know that that's not true, okay? So, so what does make you thin? Um, eating healthy food, getting lots of exercise, and a lot of it is honestly just genetics, okay? What you were born with. Yep. And so and I'm I- Italian, and Italians like this right? Yeah, but just don't ever, <laughs> oh ever, God. ever stop eating because you think it's going to make you thin. All right. Because you're perfect the way you are, all right? Yeah. So you guys can't see what's going on, but it's a fill in the blank thing of a kid's homework. And it's um, the sink will blank if you don't turn it off. Drip, sure. Pam put five blank in her hair. Clips. So it's like things that are all rhyming and stuff. And this one was Joe looks very blank because he hasn't eaten much. And yeah. the thing, oh, there was a bunch of words at the top. To choose from it's not rhyming yeah it's not rhyming it's like a word it's not a word search it's fill in the blank fill in the blank i haven't been in school for a while only with these words yeah with those words so one of the words is thin so the placement on the homework assignment is joe looks very thin because he hasn't eaten much yeah is that correct yeah so i mean i would have the same reaction if my kid came home and that was their homework assignment that's like what? What? There's so many other sentences that you could use the word thin. Like string beans are thin. Sure. You know what I mean? Like why? why? I, I 
was very impressed by that TikTok just because I loved how the mom was like, you don't need to stop eating. She's like, please don't stop eating. I I also like, though, that she's like, you know, a lot of it's because of genetics, but then like stops there, like explain genetics to the kid. And then he's like, like, I'm Italian and we love to eat. Oh, I thought it was a little boy. Oh, but who knows? Who knows? Either way teachers don't give kids complexes like there's so much else to talk about like you were saying like most of these things are ships and clips and drip and splits or whatever and then thin comes out of like nowhere Mm -hmm. splits isn't even about the splits it's the class splits into two groups it's the only body one oh my god (laughs) oh so thin is not it doesn't even relate to any of the other anything else yeah, I just think like there are lots of things that are thin. We don't need to call people thin. Yeah. I remember when I was in school and I was in French class, we were learning how to describe people. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that like when I was in a partnership with someone yeah. and we had to describe each other, I was like, please say mans, please say mans, because mans means thin. Uh. Like, please say it, say it, say it, <laughs> say it. They would say it. But like think, also to just give you those words to describe people that you're talking to. No, like, no, my like, partner is Emily. She's wearing a blue shirt and she's fat. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> it's like, great. If I ever go to France, I'll know how to call mm-hmm. people out for being thin. Right. Um, okay. So then this other one is kind of piggybacking off the other one. It's Um, about speaking negatively in front of others, which I think a lot of people do in front of their children or in front of their friends. The creator is Kobe Campbell. I just want to remind you that when you speak negatively about your body in front of somebody else, you're also talking about their body. At no point can you make negative comments about your body and not be inviting someone into a real-time appraisal of their bodies. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's the whole thing. But it's true. A real-time appraisal. Of their own bodies. If I'm to tell somebody, which I do, and I have, and I don't, I try not to do it anymore, but if I'm to tell somebody I don't like my arms because they're too thick and because they look a certain way, then they have the opportunity then to appraise their arms. Are these arms okay? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I remember one time my mom found her wedding dress. My mom got married at age 22. Mm-hmm. She found her wedding dress in the attic and she tried it on and it didn't zip like it like almost did. And she she was like, "I'm so fat." Mm. And hearing her say that, I'm like, "Wow." Then what do you think of me? Exactly. Yeah. And it's the natural thing to assume, right? Yeah. But I think we just don't think about that when we're talking about our bodies because we're so wrapped up in our own pain and our own experience. But it's important to have empathy. Mm-hmm. 100%. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. 
after switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life, so it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This one I really liked. Um, I've never seen somebody do something like this before. So picture a woman sitting on a yoga mat in the middle of a busy, busy street. I love the music. So she's sitting there, and does it have just text? Um, okay. Yeah, somebody has, says, what are you doing? Um, it's a rejection therapy. So you go, and you do something super weird, and yeah. then the goal is to get a big amount of crazy looks, like, oh my god, she's crazy. And so then, um, like, after you do a good amount of these exercises, you're not afraid of, like, people judging you, or, like, rejecting you, or looking weird at you. Really? Yeah. It's from a book called Not Nice. And like like he has all these exercises like like go to a stranger who talks on the phone and ask them who like whom they're talking to. Or like lay down on a busy sidewalk and like Which lay is down what she's doing. <laughs> You're almost done. <laughs> I'm almost done. And okay. it's it pretty awful, I'm so scared. <laughs> really? Well, that's funny. Yes. Uh, We thought you you Anyway. Yeah, that's not something I would probably ever do. No rejection therapy? (laughs) No rejection therapy for me. I've suffered enough rejection. But I really am impressed by her that she's able to do that. And that like, that 
that would help you like would help I don't you go about your day do you think it would though this is my thing like I think it's an interesting experiment mm. but do you think like doing something weird and getting a ton of weird looks from people actually would make you more maybe confident? because then when you're doing other stuff and you're getting less weird looks you're just like oh you know, I guess it's kind of similar to when when Megan came on and she was talking about wearing an outrageous outfit to mm-hmm. Target. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, I'm going to go stick out on purpose. on purpose. And that kind of is like an immersion therapy so yeah. that I can feel better about exactly. sticking out. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Should I try it? Yeah, maybe. I, I was thinking about it in uh, the way of like, before you really get to do stand-up, you have mm-hmm. to do these shows where you bark to like get people inside. Oh yeah. And basically be like, "Hey, come into the show, come into the show." And you get so much rejection during it. But then by the time you perform, you're not afraid of what the audience thinks because like you've just been rejected by 70 people. Yeah, you've just been walking around with your tail between your yeah. legs cuz nobody wants to come yeah. to your show. Yeah, that's that's a really good comparison. Um if anybody tries this in real life, please take video and send it to me. Yeah, do a um, little rejection therapy. I would love to just walk outside my door and instead of a Starbucks on every corner, I just see a lady doing yoga on every corner. I think but, that but would be But this lady was not doing yoga. She was just laying. She's lying on a yoga mat, but that is yoga. True. Shavasana, motherfucker. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so you brought up Courtney Kardashian and how um, you can tell when she's happy she actually yeah she said this on a recent kardashians episode because Mm. i think she gained a little weight she used to be very very like she had a weight loss journey and you saw that on the show like there was this whole storyline that i was never a fan of that Mm -hmm. um scott her longtime boyfriend would um kind of body shame her and be like when i met you you were smaller and i liked you better that way and yeah A lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, it was a toxic relationship. But recently she's been with Travis Barker and like, listen, I don't know these people, but she does seem a lot happier. Mm -hmm. She seems like she's having a bit of a renaissance. Um, And she said, when I'm my skinniest, you know that I'm really unhappy. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I'm a little bit heavier, you know that I'm much happier. And um, a lot of people, it resonated with a lot of people. It didn't. It resonated with me. It did it. (laughs) Because do you feel the same way about yourself? My relationships, yeah. Like in my old relationship with my ex who literally I was like, is there anything I can do to make you more attractive to me? And he'd be like, P90X. Oh God, that's like the insanity workout. He actually said that to me once. And um, I was very, very thin then and very, very depressed. And now I'm my biggest weight and I'm pretty happy about it. And I'm with somebody who doesn't, make me feel bad about it at all who like embraces me even more and like yeah so this this tiktok is basically scott's comments on courtney's weight and how it affected her Courtney Kardashian said that when she was in her old toxic relationship, she was super unhappy and super skinny. And just look at these clips of Scott talking about her weight back then. If I would have fell in love with you a couple pounds overweight, this would be my ideal weight. But I fell in love with you and you're super skinny, so. I would say in all years I've known Court, right now seems to be probably the heaviest she's ever been. I'm so hungry. I bet you are. That's nice. Last time around, you definitely tried to watch what you were eating. After you had Mason. Yeah, last time around I went like overboard. But at least you were losing weight. 
God, she just had a baby. I know in that I've school. been trying to act tough and pretend that I don't care, but it's frustrating. You know, I'm just trying to do the best thing, and She's I wish crying. that I had people around me that were supportive instead of making me feel even worse about my body. This yeah. is so <laughs> that that was on network television. I know, just somebody blatantly shaming their girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Post baby. Yeah. For gaining weight. Yeah, and it, it's actually, I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, of course people felt like they had license to say that to me. This was on such a public scale. Yeah. Uh, and I she's got, even saying in this too, she was like, yeah, I was really unhealthy then. And he's like, well, at least. Right. So the thing that really bothers me about this montage is mm-hmm. when he says, well, I met you when you were super yeah, skinny. Yeah, yeah. So I fell in love with you that way. Right. So obviously I'm not going to like you this way. Well, I but met, if I, I if met I, you when you weren't bald. So <laughs> yes. Imagine. Yeah. I think about that stuff all the time. Like if people I people change, why don't you? People change. That's yeah. Oh, uh, um, I met you when you were in college, and now and you're, you're not, not in college so, anymore. Like, I hate are that. you are you not like trying to better yourself? Yeah, <laughs> it, just, it just makes no sense whatsoever. Does he have to stay at the weight and hairstyle that sh- she met him at? See, that's another part of it. It's like I don't think we would be having the same conversation like if it was the other way around you know what I mean like it's just it's just okay to comment on women's bodies Mm -hmm. and there is this perception that like if I'm dating you then your body belongs to me right not in such explicit terms but that's saying that's pretty much the implication it's like you should look good for me because I fell in love with you. And, and how can you expect me to like you different when I fell in love with you at this one like you have to stay the same because of how I think of you. And this is completely disregarding the fact that like your weight and your physical appearance, but really your weight is just a small part mm-hmm. of your physical appearance. It it doesn't change anything about you. It doesn't change who you yeah. are. It's yeah. really like the most inconsequential thing right. when you really get down to it. Um, that relationship was extremely toxic right and it's crazy to see people now being like oh poor scott poor scott i think a lot of people forget how much trauma he put her through yeah and i think she put him through some as well yeah but we don't know anybody's relationship we don't know anybody's relationship but like this is like evidentiary support <laughs> it is evidentiary support <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, should we do an email from yes. one of our gorgeous and flawless listeners? Let's do a Dear DSC. I would love to. Guys, please keep writing us for advice. It really makes our day. It does. And as we've said, we're not uh, dietitians. We're not therapists. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not professors. I, I mean, I didn't pursue higher education. I don't know about you. I pursue very high on weed education. <laughs> um, but yeah, not a professional. Still very much working through my own shit. But that being said, that being said, let's get into it. Dear DST, first of all, I just want to thank you for always being there for me through thick and thin. I've been listening since the very beginning, and I feel like I've grown alongside you the whole time. 
I've definitely seen my share of fad diets and yo-yo diets and the I'm done with diets moments, but I've definitely seen a steep decline in food obsession since you started the show. Well, Yay. thank you so much. And thank you, Aileen and Sam. I was going to say, we can't really <laughs> take credit for that. Yeah. Um, thank you to our mothers. Yeah. That being said, I do need some advice and I think you're the right ones to ask. A little over a month ago, I had a weird interaction with my mom and her sisters that has stuck with me ever since. We were out having a birthday dinner for my mom, who was turning 50, and someone asked her to share a piece of wisdom from her 50th year. I was very proud of her for saying that her biggest lesson was that people aren't as worried about how you look as you think, mm. and that she's a lot happier now that she doesn't obsess over her body and appearance as much as she used to. It was at this point that her three sisters, almost in unison, said, that's easy for you to say, you've always been the skinny one. Mm. Then one of them followed up with, just look at, insert my name, let's pretend her name's Melanie, just look at Melanie, she's got your genes. The thing is, I know I should take this as a compliment, but the memory of the interaction keeps popping up in my head and making me feel like I need to start dieting again. Mm. In some weird way, it made me feel like I have a duty to get skinnier to fulfill their perception Ooh. of me. Ooh. Wow, that cuts deep. Yeah. It feels even worse coming from family members because I've tried so hard not to strive to be skinny anymore. Mm. Anyway, I'm wondering if you've ever experienced something similar when someone thinks they're giving you a compliment, but you end up going into a spiral as a result. Mm -hmm. I've spent so much time bracing myself for negative comments, I forget that positive or neutral comments can put me in a weird mind state too. Am I crazy? Or is there any advice you have for shaking the experience off and moving on from it? Sincerely, Auntie Diet Bitch. <laughs> it's spelled auntie, like. Auntie Diet Bitch. <laughs> Um, Remy, any thoughts? So um, I think this is why we're trying to get to body neutral, right? And part of that is how we speak to other people, um, especially when it comes to family settings. I feel like the first thing to do is com comment, whether it's a compliment or not, on how someone's dressing or how they look or, you know, whatever. Just say, oh, you look so great. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, those things can throw you into spiral too, because then you feel like, okay, if I'm not meeting up to this standard every time, is that okay? Right. And if the compliments stop coming my way, mm -hmm. does that mean I'm doing something wrong? Mm -hmm. Like, what if I go to the family reunion and nobody tells me that I look great? Right. But also, so in this instance, she's like, okay, these are neutral comments and, and positive comments. I would err to say... Not necessarily, because your family is still positioning skinny as good. Yeah, like I think that they're definitely intended to be compliments. Yes. And you know, you know, the way that your family thinks about weight and bodies, like, you know what the intention is when somebody's saying that to you, but that still can make you feel bad. And no, you're not crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean- this is one of the most universal experiences, mm -hmm. I think, is like, oh, that person said something and I know they did not intend it mm -hmm. to be this way, but it's making me feel off. I have a, a, an example, actually. So I used to live with my grandmother and she had a lot of doormen and I don't often do my hair except for this podcast. And um, there was one day I had blown it out and one of his dorm, her doormen was like, 
oh, like your hair looks amazing or whatever. And then I was in my head, I immediately went, and now what about the days that it's not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think like it's hard to not have that thought. But at the same time, if you blew out your hair and nobody said anything about it, would you be like, I kind of wanted some validation about how good my hair looks. Maybe if it was somebody that I asked, but somebody who sees me every day, I'm like, oh, this is the first time I'm getting a compliment. Because, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I also don't want to make that a a recurring thing. I also don't want to be complimented on my looks every day because I'm then I know you're looking. Yeah, it makes you very it makes you self-conscious. Yeah, yeah. That, that people are noticing you. I will say that I've experienced this more recently I, you know, when I was growing up, I would have loved for somebody to say that I had my mom's jeans mm. um, because my mom's very naturally tall and skinny and looks like Christy Brinkley. And, um, and that's good. And and that's that According was perceived to, as good, yeah. you know. And um, and now what the odd thing is that as an adult, I do look the most like my mom mm. And we wear the same size. She, mm -hmm. We can wear the same jeans and mm -hmm. shoes. I'm very lucky she has a lot of expensive clothes. But it makes me really uncomfortable when people say I look like my mom now. Mm -hmm. Because that processes in my brain as like, oh, I can never change. Because like that because, was always the goal. Right, right, right. I always right. dreamed of looking like my mom. And yeah. now that I am the most similar to her, mm -hmm. it, it's being pointed out all the time. And it makes me uncomfortable if your mom made a toast like this about like oh I don't even care about my appearance yeah. anymore I'd be like bitch you still have curlers in your hair so right. that's the other thing too is I think it's so um it's so nice of her mom to say like this is what it's I've lovely. learned and but it's annoying that this is the conversation that came out of it well you know I think her sister's this is something else that we should touch on. We probably. will talk about sisters one day. Yeah, like sisters. <laughs> I and mother-daughter relationships, to be fair. I mean, anybody who has sisters knows what I'm talking about. Like everything is so petty until it's not. Like yeah. you have these like petty arguments or petty fights about like who gets a bigger serving of salad at dinner. Right. But it's not really about the salad. I got in a fight with my sister once because I, I bought this shirt that um, it was like a bustier type thing with a big bow on it. Mm -hmm. And it's not anything I would ever wear now, but mm -hmm. I thought it was cute at the time. And I said, Melissa, look at this cute shirt that I got. And she goes, I don't know that I would call that a shirt. Mm. And I was like, what would you call it then? Mm -hmm. I got so offended. Yeah. And she's like, I would call it a top. Like, it's not a oh. shirt. It's a top. And I was like, that's the same fucking thing. Like, I really got in her face about it. And Honestly, I usually don't. Though, a top is like a little fancier. Okay. Maybe she is. was complimenting your top. I don't think she meant it in any particular way, mm -hmm. but I was just so annoyed. That it's that, like, why Why do you feel the need to you know nitpick? What I, yeah. It, like, it's nitpicky and it's like, okay, the English language has evolved in such a way that like, if I say, look at this new shirt I got, you know what I'm talking about, right? Right, 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 right. So I was literally getting in her face like, oh, okay. So like, if I called, if I called this a shirt 
and um and you didn't know what I was talking about like you would have no idea you know what I mean I was like getting in her face like oh I don't even know what she's talking about that's yeah. not a shirt well that's I think what's happening with the sisters here is I don't know what she's talking about she's never had problems with her body she's the but it's running off on the niece now like right. that's the thing if you have a conversation about bodies around other people you're making them think about their body yeah if that's the person that's inclined to do that yeah and it's also funny like that they're basically they're basically calling out the mom your mom dear your listener. mom they're calling out your mom for like oh it, yeah you say that you feel so much better about yourself, but you've always been the most beautiful. So it's it's kind of like invalidating her experience. Yeah, also, she's never allowed to be insecure, right? And and you know, if she really is, if she has been seen as the most beautiful sister or mm -hmm. the one that's had the easier time when it comes to body image, mm -hmm. that might put a lot of pressure on you. And I think that's something that people don't talk about enough. Is like, true, if I'm always being regarded as the most beautiful or most put together or mm -hmm. like most in shape sister, then like that's setting a precedent for myself that right. I always have to be that good. And also what if this mom wasn't even talking about her weight? Like, doesn't she say appearance, she says, I think appearance, right? Just okay. Obsess over her body and appearance, but okay, fine. I've, maybe appearance is a bigger part of that where she's like, I don't need to do my hair anymore. I don't need to take care of my nails all the time. I don't need to put on a perfect outfit. I outfit repeat sometimes. Like mm -hmm. maybe those are the things that she was struggling with and that she's worked through and they were like, but you're thin. Right. Easy for you to say. Yeah. Can we eradicate that expression? Easy for you to say. I hate, I hate it. I haven't so heard it much. since sixth grade, but yes, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it more recently than the sixth grade. I mean, I don't hear it every day, Yeah, but like, yeah, I just hate that. Or it's like, how do you must fucking be know? nice? Must be nice. Well, um, I'm telling you about something that I've actually really improved yeah. in my life. It's made me happier. And now you're kind of shitting all over. Yeah, it. I don't like that. Can I tell you another story that actually this reminds me of is uh, one time I fell rollerblading and I fucked up my whole face. Like I really scratched my whole face. Oh, God. Yeah, I was in fourth grade. And every day in my diary, I was writing, I'm hideous. No one will ever look at me again. I'm a monster in New York City and then whatever. And then um, I finally went out one day because my mom was like, you have a scraped up face. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, mm -hmm. let's go have lunch or whatever. And my diary entry was like, and what I learned was no one's really looking at me at all. Wait, are you serious? You need to bring this diary into the yeah. studio. Yeah. I need to read this. Yeah. That is so sweet and cute. Mm -hmm. And do you think that was true? Like, yeah, I think nobody was really looking at. Right. My but I, I mean, do you did did that teach you something on a broader scale? Well, clearly not. I'm having problems. Right. Still. That's why I'm yeah. asking. Yeah. <laughs> because like I yeah, had lots of epiphany moments, but I never learned. Right. Right. <laughs> um. Very interesting. How long did it take for that to heal? Mm, like two weeks. That's a long time. Yeah, it was a really big scrape. Oh my God. Yeah. Remy. Yeah. I you have a beautiful face now. Thank so you. I would I would never no know. No more extreme sports for me. <laughs> rollerblading is an extreme, extreme sport. You know, I really want to pick up rollerblading. I've been saying this for years now and I, I never do it, but I just I really want to like fly down mm -hmm. the West side highway mm -hmm. on some blades. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it would be that graceful, but in my mind it's extremely graceful. People have fun. I know people love rollerblading. Yeah. Um, I was even researching roller rinks where mm -hmm. you could um, 
rollerblade, I couldn't find any because it was There's very- one in Staten Island. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We should go. I've been. I will go again. All right. Tight. Um, but to this um, DS tier, th- it's normal for you to feel some kind of way if somebody's having a body conversation. Yeah. Especially if you've been known to yo-yo diet and like get into the fad diets. Like it's hard not to be like, oh, is this something that people want from me again? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just putting the thought in your head that other people are perceiving you, mm-hmm. are perceiving your fluctuations. Mm-hmm. I think it's very normal. But but are you happy with you right now? Yeah. Like, that's the number one thing. That's the most important thing. And I think an easy thing that you can do is when somebody says, like, if somebody in your in your family says, you know, oh, you have mom's genes or you're so lucky, you can just say, well, it might not always be that way. And that's sometimes I say something like that to, like, just remind just people like, of the impermanence. I would say to them, what do you think is so fantastic about these genes? And then make them say that I think thinness is better. Yeah, but like... Because then you could have that... Con- like, Yeah, I know, but do you want to have that conversation? Like, I don't... If this person is too sensitive, maybe not. But I always feel like if there's something that's hurtful in the moment, like, why not bring it up mm-hmm. so that it doesn't happen again? And also, why not afford your aunts the opportunity to feel that their bodies... There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. You know? Totally. I just, you know, when I, when I'm in these kinds of situations, I'm always like, I need to look out for me because mm-hmm. I, I really can't change what somebody else thinks or how somebody else feels about their body. I can't, I mm. could tell them as many, you know, I could give them as much positive reinforcement as I can, but I just don't think you can change anyone. I think you need to learn how to not be reactive Yeah, and put you know, on your oxygen mask before Others. Before assisting others, there yeah. you go, um, and that's ca- kind of yeah, what so I've if learned. If you're not in the mental place, then don't do that. Yeah, but also, like, I feel I benefit from those conversations because when I'm just sitting in a room with my family talking about this one's thin and this one looks great and this one, nah, 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 I'll be like, oh, look at this person, how attractive they are, and it's not because they're thin. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I just remembered I wrote my father an email several years ago, basically saying that I couldn't spend time with him anymore if mm-hmm. he kept saying things about yeah. about bodies and about food. And, you know, I, I've mentioned on this podcast that my dad is a little bit disordered when it comes to food. Um, and I sent him an, an email and I always tell people this is how you should phrase it. Mm. When you do this, it, it makes, makes me, me feel yeah. X. Yeah. Okay. It's never accusatory. It's never like, well, you have a fucked up relationship yes. with you yes. did this. Yes. You no, it it's like, well, this is what I need. I have this problem mm-hmm. and this really triggers me. I actually had a conversation with my dad. Oh. Um, because my dad's always being like, you need to eat healthier, 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 whatever. And I said, when I said, is this about my body? At one point, because I was like, I'm struggling with how I view my body. Are you insulting my body right now? And he said, no, no, I'm not talking about your body. I'm talking about health. So I said, but when you say I can't eat certain foods, it makes me feel like you are judging my body. And he's like, okay, well, it's I did not intend it to come out that way. I just want you to be healthy and live a long life. Okay. 
did you find that that was helpful having that conversation? Did it go beyond that also? Um, no, it was just like, like, was that the whole conversation? Well, I, yeah. And I was like, well, even still talking about food does bother me. So if we could keep that to a minimum, that would be great. And he's we've spoken about it less since. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. That's exactly how that conversation should go. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the intention is. Mm -hmm. You know, for so long, I was like, oh, well, my dad, he, he doesn't intend for me to yeah. feel bad. Yeah. And then, so I shouldn't say anything. Yeah. If you do that, then for the rest of your life, you're just going to be prioritizing other people's feelings over yours. That's and why I'm saying say the thing. Yeah, I think say the thing, but frame but it. But protect yourself first. Protect yourself first yeah. and frame it in terms of how it affects you, mm -hmm. not in terms of like, well, you guys should love yourself. Right. Do you know that'll I mean? be a harder journey. That's that's way more difficult. And that's something that they might never achieve. Yeah. I'm imagining these women are in their 50s as well. Mm. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's, you know, at that point, I do stuck think- Stuck in your ways. You're stuck in your ways. And, and you're breaking the cycle, girl. So I'm honestly really, really proud of you. Yeah. Um, and thank you for writing in with this. Yeah, and I hope you're doing good and loving yourself. Thank you so much to everyone who's written in with their dear DSTs. I love reading we these. We love them. I love responding to them. I love feeling like we're uh, in this journey together. Yeah, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Write to us. We'll read all of them on the air. <laughs> Maybe not all of them. But all of them. <laughs> if they're good. If they're I bet they're substantive all, like you know this what? one was. Yeah, I, I bet they're all substantive. I bet they are. Um, that's it for today's episode, guys. Be sure to send your dear DSTs and any other questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. And if you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And of course, follow me at Lubination. And follow me at Remy Casimir. And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.